Hello and welcome to HIPCAST, the podcast here to improve hip fracture care. My name is Dr Neve Ramsey, Research Assistant at the Australian and New Zealand Hip Fracture Registry. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional owners of the lands we live and work on and pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. On today's podcast, we have Associate Professor Paul Mitchell, Chair of the Communications Committee of the Fragility Fracture Network. He'll be telling us about what the Fragility Fracture Network is, who's involved, and upcoming activities to keep your eye on. So without further ado, I'll introduce Paul. Hi, Neve. Thanks very much for the opportunity to speak to you today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. To begin with, if you could tell me a bit about your clinical background and how you got involved in the Fragility Fracture Network. Yeah, for sure. So, so my background actually is I was a basic research scientist a very long time ago in the 1990s, um, but I got involved in uh, falls and uh, fracture initiatives um, in the late 90s. At the early part of this century, um, I met a chap called Professor David Marsh, um, who was uh, a leading light in the British Orthopaedic Association uh, and um, uh, one of the, the leaders in development of the original British Orthopaedic Association blue book on the care of fragility fractures. Well, subsequently, Consequently, Dave brought together um, a broad uh, group of um, specialists uh, to develop a second edition of that blue book, then to initiate the National Hip Fracture Database in the UK. So that's when we really got to know each other. And it was um, sort of from all of that early work that, that spawned the development of the and launch of the Fragility Fracture Network in 2010, 2011. Wow. And so can you tell us what is a Fragility Fracture Network and who's involved? Yeah, so, so the Fragility Fracture Network, or FFN for, for short, is a, um, a group of what we call real activists, um, uh, and it's a very multidisciplinary group. Um, multidisciplinarity is really at the core of, uh, of, of the FFN's DNA. Um, so of the members and the current membership um, from the last look, it's about 4,700 people across the planet, and it's growing, um, includes a, a good presence from orthopaedic surgeons, uh, colleagues from geriatric medicine, um, from uh, osteoporosis specialists, so endocrinologists, rheumatologists, um, allied health professionals, physiotherapists, nursing specialists, uh, occupational therapists. So really representation from everybody um, who is involved in the clinical management of people who sustain fragility fractures. That's a big team. And is it this across many countries of the world as well? Yeah, I would I would have to look, Neva, um, uh, to actually confirm exactly how many countries um, there are uh, FFN members in but it, it, it's a lot it's it's um uh, the the meetings are very diverse um and uh i'll, I'll describe to you really how the the ffn is, is structured in a moment but um during the last uh few years in particular there have been development of national fragility fracture networks in in now 17 countries um japan china wow. India, uh, we're just starting out down here in New Zealand, um, in several European countries, um, and um, uh, in Brazil. Um, and all of those national FFNs are at various stages of uh, development. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a, there are bre- very broad membership throughout the world. And what's the, the mission and goals of the FFN? Yeah, so if we actually state what the, the vision is, uh, taking it yeah. directly from the strategic plan, so FFN's vision is a world where anybody who sustains a fragility fracture achieves the optimal recovery of independent function and quality of life, 
critically without sustaining any further fractures. Um, and the way in which we propose to uh, see that vision become a reality, i.e. the mission, is to optimise globally the multidisciplinary management of the patient with a fragility fracture, including secondary prevention. Um, and how, how we um, are, are proposed to uh, achieve that, um, I'll talk in a little moment about our global call to action, uh, which was published back in 2018, which really brought together a huge number of professional groups and learning societies from around the world um, to focus on what are, what are people who sustain fragility fractures need in this era of a major demographic shift. So since 2010, what's been achieved so far by the FFN? Yeah, so let me just describe sort of how FFN is structured. So we have a board yeah. and committee, but um, in many ways, um, the, the committees and uh, some subgroups are those of the engine room of the FFN. Um, so the, the um, main committees are the scientific committee, as you would imagine, and um, within the uh, uh, scientific committee or under the auspices of the scientific committee are a group of special interest groups or SIGs. Um, we currently have six SIGs and their areas of interest are hip fracture audit, hip fracture recovery research, um, a perioperative SIG, a physiotherapy SIG, a SIG um, focused on secondary fragility fracture prevention, and the sixth one on vertebral uh, fragility fractures. And there's a, a very um, active a group of individuals in the SIGs, um, and there's pretty prolific outputs uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of educational um, initiatives from those groups. The next uh, committee uh, to discuss is the education committee. And um, the education committee has been incredibly active uh, during um, recent years. Um, so the education committee, which has been led by Professor Paolo Falacci from Rome. Uh, Paolo was a, um, a previous president of FFN and Professor uh, Stefano Eliuteri um, have, have been prolific in their work. So um, this has included uh, in 2018, a fragility fracture nursing book. Uh, all of these things are freely available on the FFN website as well, um, which we will refer to at the end. Um, a fragility fracture nursing book, um, which uh, as of earlier this year had had 200,000 chapter downloads and is being translated into a broad range of languages, including Chinese and Greek, and soon uh, Portuguese, Spanish, Russian, uh, and Albanian. Um, the um, orthogeriatrics textbook, the second edition of that, which was edited by Professors Paolo Falacci and Professor David Marsh, Tobe, I should say, was the, the founding father of the FFN, the founding president. Um, that's a really excellent resource. Um, again, uh, in, in just uh, nine months since publication last year, the second edition of the orthogeriatrics textbook, which really um, uh, looks across the whole pathway of care for fragility fracture patients um, from initial presentation all the way through to long-term management, um, uh, that, um, that has had more than 200,000 downloads right now. So we'd really recommend the orthogeriatrics textbooks to your listeners, and it's being translated into a bunch of languages. And one of the most recent products from the um, educational committee was the um, a book on interdisciplinary nutritional management and care for older adults. Um, and that is um, uh, that has uh, been published in September 2021, in fact. Um, there have been other um, uh, nursing education projects under the, um, under the education uh, committee and um, a range of exciting new initiatives in, in the coming years, including a fellowship project, which is planned. So that's education. Um, then I want to briefly touch on the regionalisation committee. 
uh, which is led by Professor David Marsh, and the deputy chair is um, Professor Iowin Tabu, an orthopedic surgeon from uh, Manila in the Philippines. Um, and the, um, the regionalization committee is all about um, action at the national level. How can we see um, the global call to action published in 2018 translated into meaningful change um, around the world? And just to comment briefly on the global call to action, um, which is, again, available from the FFN website, um, this essentially said there were three really pressing, urgent issues which needed to be addressed across the world for individuals sustaining fragility fractures. And that was urgent improvements in the acute um, management of people who sustain hip clinical, um, uh, clinical vertebral and other major fragility fractures. Um, rehabilitation, the ongoing post-acute care of people whose ability to function was impaired by hip and major uh, fractures um, needed to be systematically addressed. And then this key issue of secondary fracture prevention. We know a very significant proportion of people who sustain one fracture will go on to sustain another one. Uh, so we need to try to make the first fracture the last. So the regionalization committee is all about how can one uh, drive change in these so-called clinical pillars. Um, and uh, a key step in that is the formation of national FFNs who are there really to um, uh, encourage uh, multidisciplinary collaboration and multi-organisation collaboration at the national level um, so that um, all of the existing societies um, orthopaedics, geriatric medicine, endocrinology, nursing, and so forth, um, can speak with one voice to policymakers in their country to identify what needs to meaningfully change for people who sustain fragility fractures. Sounds like there's an extensive range of resources available for pretty much anyone who's involved in a fragility fracture network. There's one other link, which was a joint effort um, between the uh, FFN Hip Fracture Audit Special Interest Group and uh, a working group of um, the, another crowd called the Asia Pacific Fragility Fracture Alliance. In fact, Jackie chairs the work the Hip Fracture Working Group of the Asia Pacific um, Alliance. APFA is a, an, a is essentially an alliance of um, seven societies, which is FFN, IOF, and the International, uh, International Society for Clinical Dentistometry, but most importantly being Asia-Pacific, the Asia-Pacific Orthopaedic Association, the Asia-Pacific Geriatric Medicine Network, the Asia-Oceanian Society for Physical and Rehab Medicine, and the Asian Federation of Osteoporosis Societies. And um, something up to the working groups on hip fracture audit uh, we um, quite recently published was a hip fracture registry toolbox. So it's how to do hip fracture registries. Uh, and really what we tried to do was distill all of the learning from the current, there's 16 national hip fracture registries on the planet right now at various stages of um, maturity and participation, obviously including the ANZHFR. Mm. And, um, and uh, we've um, we've really tried to distill out what were all the lessons from setting up those registries that friends in other countries who want to do likewise um, could uh, learn from. And uh, we we did we did a bunch of YouTube's relating to that as well. So I don't know whether maybe you can pop a link into that at the end um, because that's um, that, that's a really cool document. When and there's a really nice case study on the ANZHFR at the back uh, as one of the appendices. Yeah, perfect. Well, um, what would you say the best way is for individuals who are interested to get involved? 
So I would say come and visit the website, um, and that is www.fragilityfracturenetwork.org. I'll say that again, www.fragilityfracturenetwork.org. And you can join the FFN for free. It won't cost you a cent or uh, or, or a penny. And um, we welcome uh, colleagues across the world um, from all of the clinical areas, scientific areas, um, uh, to come and join us. And um, uh, there's going to be a, a, a great uh, opportunity soon to um, learn from all of the, 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 the wisdom of, of colleagues who have been working um, uh, in this space for many years at our forthcoming ninth FFN Global Congress. And the Congress um, will be held from the 28th of September. So the um, Scientific Committee and the, the Congress Committee have put together a really, really um, fantastic um, event. Uh, this will be delivered virtually, obviously, because of where we sit um, with the uh, pandemic right now. Um, uh, but uh, you can register on, on, online there for the Congress, and we really encourage as many colleagues uh, to do so. Then you can really get a handle on what FFN is all about. Yeah, fantastic. We'll make sure we add those links into this podcast episode as well. And what are the other ways we can stay in the loop about the activities of the network? Okay, so um, you can follow us on uh, LinkedIn. Um, and if you uh, look for Fragility Fracture Network on LinkedIn, then we are um, putting out regular posts and updates from all of the various work streams. And um, uh, the, the, there will be a lot of uh, posting going on around the time of the um, of the Global Congress. Um, and um, also, we're going to be uh, undertaking a major uh, overhaul of the FFN website in the next couple of months. So again, please bookmark the FFN website and when you uh, join as a member then we have um, quite a regular uh, newsletter and we're looking at how to improve those uh, communications um, uh, during uh, this this um, remainder of the year whilst we overhaul the website. Fantastic thank you Paul well um, it's been great to hear about the FFN a very motivated group by the sounds of it for a fantastic cause of driving change in fragility fractured care so we'll make sure we include all of the links for access to the extensive resources available and Thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. That's great. Thanks very much indeed for having me, Nate.